We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. And this is the ideal offseason. I do this every year, break down what a perfect summer would look like for the purple and gold. Now, I will say that there are different versions of this because there has to be. The Lakers this summer don't necessarily have just one path to choose. Do they decide to go all in and try to win right now? Do they decide to preserve some future draft capital or cap space moving forward? Do they trade Russell Westbrook? Do they not? Anyway, there's lots of different paths that the Lakers can pick here. So I'm going to do a few different versions. Today, we're doing the all-in offseason. So I'm, that means that I am willing to trade anything that is not bolted down in order to help the Lakers win right now. Future draft picks, future cap space, all of it. It's on the table, and we're going to make some moves to try to help the Lakers win a championship in 2023 and some moves that come August. LeBron James is going to look at this roster, and he's going to say, yep, I am signing this extension. So let's dive into it. First and foremost, we need to know what we are working with. So this Lakers roster, as it stands right now, you've got Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, Kendrick Nunn. I know some people might say, well, Austin Reeves isn't really a point guard. I threw him up there because when I interviewed him a week ago, he talked about wanting to be an initiator for the offense. Nothing to, to quibble over, though. If you put him at shooting guard, put him wherever you want. This is just the roster as it stands. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker still on the roster for the time being. LeBron James, Stanley Johnson, uh, Anthony Davis, and Wenyan Gabriel. That's what the Lakers are working with as of this moment. Not really a lot to work with there in terms of trade chips. And we, of course, know the Lakers don't have future first-round picks to trade until 2027 and 2029. And in terms of cap room, what do they have to go out there and spend on the market? You've got about $6 million in your taxpayer mid-level exception, and then you have veteran minimums from there. Again, the Lakers are not making this easy on me to build a con contender. But first and foremost, the draft. What are we going to do on draft night? Well, actually, we're not going to do a lot here because this is the all-in situation. I know a lot of people are expecting the Lakers to try to buy a second round pick, maybe even two. And that's what I think is probably the most likely outcome here. But in this scenario, and I want everybody to keep in mind, what we're trying to do here is stay grounded in reality to some degree. We're assuming that these are things that could actually happen. 
if everything breaks right for the Lakers. So you're not going to see like the Lakers trade for Kevin Durant on draft night or something crazy. We're not going to go into 2K here. But draft night, the Lakers, they are not going to buy any second round picks in this version. And the reason why is because they're going to save that four plus million dollars that they've got to send to another team. uh, And they are going to use that in a different transaction. However, I do have them picking up some undrafted free agents. If you want to get, say, a Jordan Usher, someone like that. Kai Soto, in this scenario, I've got him going undrafted and landing with the Lakers as well, but I'll explain why in just a moment. The Lakers, their big decision for the offseason, though, really, it is Russell Westbrook. What are you going to do with Russ? This is what I'm doing in the all-in scenario, trying to win right now. I'm trading him, and I'm taking the Indiana Pacers trade. Russell Westbrook to the Pacers for Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald. Now, we know the Pacers, they're going to want other stuff too. They don't want Russell Westbrook for Russell Westbrook. They want $47 million in an expiring contract for this summer. So they have more room in 2023 to go and do stuff with it. So with that being the case, I'm looking at this under the scenario that once again, we are grounded somewhat in reality while assuming things break right for the Lakers. So we're looking at an Indiana Pacers team that recognizes that the Lakers in doing this deal would be absorbing over $80 million in future salary. And that's going to mean a lot to them. And as such, and this is really important, the Lakers are only going to have to sacrifice one future first in order to get that done. Now, is that realistic? In reality, I expect the Pacers to ask for both future firsts. I expect the Pacers to do everything they can to try to uh, try to get as much as possible out of the Lakers in a deal like this, if, if they're even willing to do it. But remember, I saved that $4 million at the draft. I didn't buy any extra second round picks. And so I'm going to use that $4 million as added incentive to get the Pacers to do this deal without two firsts. Instead, they're going to do it for one first round pick. Russell Westbrook and a first for Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald, plus the Lakers are going to kick in about $4 million to try to take some of the sting from that Russell Westbrook contract out of the way. Let's get this done. So that's our first deal. We're swapping out Russ and a first, getting Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald. Let's go. Good start. But I'm not done yet. We've got another trade to make. And this is one, again, if this was not the all-in offseason, I might be holding off on this. But this next trade, we're going to go get Christian Wood from the from the Houston Rockets. Now, I think the Rockets are going to want two first-round picks or a young player and a first. I don't know that THT actually has this kind of value. I don't know that teams will see him as a first-round pick because contractually, THT, the problem is that he's got a player option next summer. So if he shows up to camp and he shows up this season and he becomes the guy that we were hoping he could be, well, the problem is if you're another team and you trade for that, then he's just going to opt out and you're going to have to pay him next summer. And if he's not that guy, then he's going to opt in to the 11-ish million dollars that would be remaining for a third year on his contract, and he's going to be overpaid. So that's not an ideal situation to have a player option coming up next summer, summer after this one, for an opposing team to trade for him. So I don't know that the Houston Rockets will look at THT as the equivalent of a first-round pick. My guess would be they probably would not. But I'm doing THT and Kendrick Nunn from a value perspective here. I also think that most likely if you're the Lakers and you're trying to get the best return from THT and Kendrick Nunn, if that is your goal, you're probably better off waiting until the trade deadline because right now THT didn't look great last season. That's what most people have in their minds. Kendrick Nunn didn't play last season. 
if THT had performed well, and if Kendrick Nunn had just played and just played up to his usual standards, then both of these guys would have value. And frankly, Kendrick Nunn probably isn't picking up his player option for this year. So if you let them get out on the court this season and Kendrick Nunn looks like his old self, like he did with the Miami Heat uh, for a couple of seasons, and THT has improved and his shot is coming around, these guys are going to have more value at the trade deadline once they have been able to prove that they can be that guy again out there on the floor, or in THT's case, be the guy that we were expecting him to be. But in any event, this is going to be THT, Kendrick Nunn, and a first. Remember, I got the Indiana Pacers to do the deal to send us Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald for just one first-round pick. I kicked in an extra $4 million to try to sweeten that deal there. So this is going to be one future first-round pick plus THT and Kendrick Nunn for Christian Wood. Once again, I'm trying to build up the firepower in order to convince LeBron to sign on and to potentially win a championship in 2023. I really like the pairing of Christian Wood with Anthony Davis, and I think it's critical for Darvin Ham and setting him up for success. You're going to see what I'm talking about with that in just a moment as I build out the rest of the roster. So we're completing those two trades as of this moment. Russell Westbrook gone, THT gone, Kendrick Nunn gone, coming in, Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald, Christian Wood. Once again, trying to stay grounded in reality. Are either of those trades actually happening? My guess would be the Rockets would push for two firsts. My guess would be the Pacers would also push for two firsts. But in this scenario, everything breaks right for the Lakers and they're able to get these deals done with just one first included. All right. Now, from there, the Lakers have some decisions to make on some of their own guys. And we're talking about Wenyan Gabriel. We'll start with him. Do the Lakers pick up the option on him for next season? Yes, you do. I think it's a clear yes. I think the Lakers need wings with size. I think he showed enough last season that you take a flyer, you keep Wenyan Gabriel around. Austin Reeves, don't even really need to say much about him. Yes, you are very clearly keeping him around next season. He's fantastic. I think he can be a ball handler for the Lakers in their offense this year can give you some stingy defense. And of course, he talked to us about how he's already working on getting stronger as well as his spot up three-point shooting, which are things that we know would improve his game quite a bit. So Austin Reeves, check him off. He's sticking around. Stanley Johnson also picking up the team option for him. Once again, wings are difficult to find. This year's free agent class is not only shallow, it is very, very shallow in terms of wings. There's bigs, there are not wings out there. So Stanley Johnson, 100%, you're picking up that option. All right. So we've got that business done. Now let's move into free agency. What are the Lakers doing from there? My number one target, it's Otto Porter Jr. Going to go try to get him with that taxpayer mid-level exception. Now, again, is this realistic? Maybe if you're looking at this and you're the Lakers and you are, are saying, we just picked up Christian Wood. We've got Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Yield. We're going to have more opportunities. You're going to be a 30-plus minute per night guy for us, OPJ. And so you're going to come into a bigger role on this team because the problem is that the Warriors are in the finals right now and they can offer a taxpayer mid-level exception and they've shown no problem with spending money moving forward. So you know that if the Warriors can offer that kind of money, there's a decent chance Otto Porter Jr. just stays. So I'm trying to sway him by offering him as big of a role as the Lakers possibly can in terms of minutes and then offering him that full taxpayer mid-level. Now the opportunity cost here is it means Malik Monk is gone. Malik Monk will not be coming back to the Los Angeles Lakers in this scenario. I wouldn't be surprised if he got more money than the Lakers could pay. Personally, again, how realistic is this? I think Otto Porter Jr., if the best he can get is the taxpayer mid-level, he probably stays with the Warriors, or someone comes along and offers him the full mid-level at over $10 million and then gets him to leave. But again, 
we're staying grounded in reality while saying everything breaks right for the Lakers and Otto Porter Jr. is swayed by the role the Lakers can offer. And he comes in, I think he would be critical to provide that switchy defense combined with the size on the perimeter and the three-point shooting ability. So Otto Porter Jr., welcome to LA. Next up, our old friend, Wes Matthews. Now, I know that's not going to blow anybody away. They're not going to be super excited. Wes Matthews didn't have a great season with the Lakers, but he was pretty good with the box. And remember who the Lakers' new head coach is. It's Darvin Ham. I want some players that are coming in that know Darvin Ham's system, know what he's going to be trying to run, know his personality, his style, and have experience running his offense and defensive schemes. Again, this free agent class, very, very thin on the wings. So Wes Matthews gives you some veteran shooting off the bench, gives you the ability to come in and defend multiple positions, and knows Darvin Ham's system. And I think that is very important. So I'm bringing him on board. Matt, the Optimist Peralta, you're welcome. And welcome back to LA, Wes Matthews. From there, I'm going to go get Javon Carter, another guy with experience running with Darvin Ham's system, a 3 and D point guard. I love it. This is the type of player that has success playing alongside LeBron James. Shoots decently enough from behind the arc, can defend at a high level. He's pretty uh, feisty out there. And again, right now, Otto Porter Jr. got that taxpayer mid-level. So we're talking about all veteran minimums here. You could do worse if Javon Carter is your third guard off the bench as a kind of a backup, backup ball handler. Remember, LeBron's going to handle the ball quite a bit too. So this isn't a major minutes guy, but this is somebody who can come in and play some stingy defense when called upon and knock in an outside shot. Once again, heading into this season, my goal is to find guys who can do those two things, knock in a three at an acceptable rate and play really good defense. And that's what I'm trying to accomplish. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Next up is Bryn Forbes. We're going to add a shooter coming off the bench. Again, not necessarily the best defender out there, but sometimes you just need floor spacing. And I think in his late 20s, this is a guy who can come in and give you some spacing out on the floor for a veteran minimum. I'll take it. Not a bad signing. Again, you need guys who can knock in the three, and I think Bryn Forbes can do just that. From there, we're taking a flyer. This is a gamble, and you could even talk me into saying, you know what, you don't even do this deal. Instead, you leave an open roster spot, and you see if somebody hits in Summer League, and you use that as the carrot in order to get somebody in who's even younger, who maybe has a little bit more upside. But I'm going for Josh Jackson in this scenario here. Josh Jackson, the reason why I'm picking him, he's got the size. He's six foot eight got the skill set, doesn't shoot that well from behind the arc. He's bounced around the NBA quite a bit. Look, he's still a talented player. He's not the lottery prospect that he was 
way back when. But Josh Jackson is somebody that I think is still intriguing, particularly if you're taking a flyer with a veteran minimum. Your risk level is essentially zero. If he doesn't work out, you cut him, you sign somebody else to a veteran minimum deal. So again, very low risk here. But Josh Jackson, given how weak the free agent class is in terms of wing depth, I'm going to go ahead and give Josh Jackson a look and see if the Lakers can turn him into something. If nothing else, he's another switchy wing. And that's something that I think the Lakers need as much as they can get of. From there, we're going to turn to Carmelo Anthony. That's right. You can't just target younger guys. Carmelo Anthony. Now, I'm not going to lean on him for a major role. Certainly not as big of a role as he had last season. But Carmelo Anthony, steady veteran, hard worker, somebody who can come in, hit some threes from the power forward position when need be. I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with saying, Carmelo Anthony, you need to play 20, 25 minutes a night. I'm looking at Melo as more of a 10 to 15 minute a night range and maybe not even part of a part of the regular rotation on a nightly basis. Again, I'm focusing in on defense, but in terms of veteran presence, in terms of giving you outside shooting, in terms of giving you a quick bucket when he steps on the floor, we know Carmelo Anthony can do that. So I will happily bring him back on a veteran minimum deal for this next season. From there, our old friend, Damian Jones. We need someone to back up Christian Wood at the center spot. And remember, you've got enough guys at center. And I'm going to break down the full roster in just a moment. You've got Anthony Davis who can play center. You've got even LeBron James who can play center. Damian Jones, though, is kind of the one that got away. The Lakers actually wanted him back last summer and were unfortunately surprised when the Sacramento Kings picked up his option. The Lakers then turned to DeAndre Jordan. Plan A was Damian Jones, and then they wound up getting DeAndre Jordan because Damian Jones was not available. So in this scenario, I've got the Lakers going and picking up Damian Jones, bringing him back. He was pretty good in a short stint with the Lakers last season. So we're going to bring him in. Veteran minimum deal for, for Damian Jones. He's bouncy. He can finish lobs at the rim, can protect the paint a little bit, gives you a traditional big, which is a different style compared to Christian Wood, who has the ability to go step out and shoot from behind the arc. So this gives you a little bit of a style clash, a different option for Darvin Ham to potentially turn to. So Damian Jones, welcome back to L.A. From there, we're going to talk about the two-way guys. Mac McClung, bring him back on a two-way contract. You know, Mac McClung still has some upside, some potential there. Was with the Lakers last season. He understands the organization. Again, he bounced around a little bit, actually jumped to some other teams as well. But I thought he's been pretty good for the Lakers over the course of the season, the South Bay Lakers as well. Even if he spends a lot of time in the G League, he's somebody that I'm interested in. And maybe selfishly, he makes Summer League more exciting. So I would like Mark Mac McClung to be part of the Lakers Summer League squad. So I'm signing him to a two-way contract. And then as an incentive to come on as an undrafted free agent, I'm giving Kai Soto my other two-way contract that is available. Kai Soto, I think that you got to be patient, but you know, just barely 20 years old, but he's 7'2", can stroke the three-point shot really well. He's intriguing. Again, I'm not saying he's the kind of guy that you can put on the floor right away, but if you have a little bit of patience, he can be something. And let's face it, the Lakers have made some revenue-related moves recently, some moves that were motivated by money. We talk about uh, we, we look at uh, Alex Caruso, for example, right? The Lakers didn't bring him back when they could have because the price tag got a little bit too high. Well, if the Lakers are concerned with revenue, imagine how well Kai Soto Lakers jerseys are going to sell. In the NBL, he had the fourth highest selling jersey, and he wasn't like the main cog of his team there. Remember, he has an entire country behind him in the Philippines, and the Philippines love the Los Angeles Lakers. Shout out to all of our Filipino fans here. But if you get Kai Soto in a Lakers jersey, you're going to get 
a revenue boost, in addition to the fact that he can actually play basketball, which is absolutely, first and foremost, your main priority. But you get that added incentive of you know that his jerseys are going to sell like crazy and you're going to get that added revenue too. Well worth the risk here, giving Kai Soto a two-way contract. Now, again, in this scenario, he doesn't get drafted in the second round because the Lakers don't buy a second-round pick to go get him. We will see if that's how things ultimately play out in real life. But to wrap things up, this is how the roster looks when the dust finally settles, and we've gone all in. We've traded the future first. We've eaten into future cap space. We've done everything we need to do. Heck, if you told me you need to toss in some future seconds in order to get these trades done, okay, you're probably doing it at this point because what we've done is we've tried to create a roster that is ready to win right now. Here's what we've got, the final breakdown. Uh, Handling the ball, we've got Malcolm Brogdon, Austin Reeves, Javon Carter, and then Mac McClung on a two-way deal. Once again, my goal was to find guys who can defend and can shoot the three. I think we've accomplished that goal at the guard position. At the two, we've got Buddy Heald, Wes Matthews, and Bryn Forbes, all guys who can shoot the three. Varying degrees of defense there. Buddy Heald, not the best defender out there, but is certainly a deadly three-point shooter. Austin Reeves can slide in the two as well when you need that versatility and you need to get a stop on the defensive end of the floor. At small forward, we've got LeBron, but let's face it, LeBron's also going to spend a lot of time at power forward as well as center. You've got Otto Porter Jr. Again, he's going to soak up a lot of minutes and can play either power forward or small forward. You've got Stanley Johnson. Again, Josh Jackson as well. Really, any of these small forwards that we've got on the roster, they've got the ability to float down to the power forward position, and I like the versatility we've got there. I wanted to bring in as much size on the wing as I potentially could, and I think we've accomplished that goal here. At power forward, we've got Anthony Davis, Wenyan Gabriel, and Carmelo Anthony. I think this, on paper, is the thinnest position because behind Anthony Davis, you've got a lot of question marks. You've got Wenyan Gabriel, Carmelo Anthony. Can Wenyan Gabriel really find success over the course of a whole season? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Does age really catch up to Carmelo Anthony? But once again, all of my threes can also slide down and be four. So I think that's why this works and is not nearly as thin as it looks initially when you just look at the power forward position. And then at center, we've got Christian Wood, we've got Damian Jones, and then on two-way contract, it's Kai Soto, once again, with Anthony Davis, also being able to play minutes at the center position as well as LeBron James. So that's really four guys on the roster that can play the five for you, but Christian Wood gets the first nod. So Lakers Nation, What do you think? What do you think about this roster that I've put together? Once again, this is all in. This is all in, and this is assuming everything breaks the Lakers' way, both in trade discussions and in free agency. This is the best win-now roster I think the Lakers can put together that is at least somewhat realistic, might take a little bit of luck to get some of those trades done and the free agent signings done. But give me your thoughts in the comments section down below. How excited would you be if this was the path the Lakers chose and this is the team? that they wind up with. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Don't forget to ring that notification bell as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.